You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. ECU, Pirate Nation, Purple and Gold family, stand to your feet, put your crossbones up, and lean side to side, yeah, and lean side to side, yeah, and lean side to side, come on, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, welcome to the island, man, it's crazy in here A whole sea of purple and gold waving in here Keep a plank for the shark tank, traders beware Because we got a whole bunch of body sailors in here You're watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective Join us every Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live As we talk East Carolina football Now, here are the guys Welcome into the Pirate Playback, Football Playback It's right here on the Sports Objective, brought to you by Alan K Custom Homes. I want to give a shout out to our good friend Kevin KK Walker, and you can give him a call right now three three six six eight 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 four six one. I'm sure he'll. Uh, I know it's Sunday night if you're watching live and uh, later than normal for us. Thanks for your patience right now, um, but give him a call three three six six eight 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 four six one. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm gonna the man that's uh, one of my dear friends. We're all on Team Kyle. Kyle from LaGrange Barber. How are you, man? Well, Dave, I got a big hole in my sternum. You know, it's like somebody just reached in and grabbed something out. But, uh, no, uh, uh, besides that, uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, it was a You're... loss. It sucked. We should have won. Are you, you know, filming? Say again? I'm sorry. I was just going to uh, say, are you filming Roadhouse 3? You getting a bar fight? Uh, no. I, I, doctor took staples out too early. Wound opened up and. Spent 12 hours in the ER Friday night and uh, up until Saturday morning. Got there at 8 o'clock Friday night. Went home about a little after 8 o'clock Saturday morning. Utterly ridiculous, but it is what it is. Um, so, wound still open. Doing a lot of wet to dry dressing, uh, if anybody knows what that is. Uh, but yeah. Nobody wants to hear about all that. Um, game last night sucked about as bad as that did. Yeah, it's about as painful as a toothache I have right now. Bubba Rosenbaum, how are you? I'm doing all right, considering uh, you know, a lot of reflection in the last 24 hours. You know, looking back at the game, uh, have not really had a chance. I tried to uh, access it on ESPN Plus, was unable to uh, go back and watch it, but um, did watch eight or nine minutes worth of highlights. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, a lot of positives, but then obviously plenty to improve as well. And all the way in the great state of Connecticut with his dog, Carmelo, it's Matt Semenza. What's up, dude? D. Rich, how's it going? I'm uh, <clears throat> still recovering from from last night. But, uh, you know, the one thing about being a pirate is, you you, you know, you, whether you want to or not, you, you kind of learn how to be resilient. We've had a number of these tough losses over the years. This is this one. For me, this is probably the most painful loss we've had. I'll be honest. This is way worse than NC State for me. Um, but hey, you know what? Another opportunity this week, and uh, you know we'll see if we can bounce back in South Florida. We can bounce back. It's it's look, it's I y'all can rewatch it all you want to. I'm not gonna. I don't want to see any damn thing to do with that game again. Uh, that's for the coaches and players to rewatch. I ain't got to rewatch it. I can't fix shit. I'm I'm not coaching. I'm not playing. So if y'all want to rewatch it, more power to you. Uh, I'm not going to. I'm moving on to South Florida. And if we are who we think we are. We'll go handle business this Saturday and say this past Saturday was a fluke. If we're not, then we'll lose. 
Yeah, for me, guys, uh, starting out, uh, Bubba, um, I'm going to pitch it to you, um, and we could talk about this. I think one of the things we've heard on Pirate Radio, on the game, 94.3, the game, all uh, message boards everywhere is uh, the fact of how conservative the offense was. And I was telling Matt when we were in pre-show um, in the green room about how when I saw that first pass, Bubba, uh, for was, I think it was 11 yards, I'm going – Oh wow, we're we're opening up. Yes, this is what I've been waiting for. And then I know you can give the you're the numbers guy. I know you can give the stats on on all that stuff. Yeah, earlier today, um just taking a glance back at the box score because there had been so much discussion about our our uh, first and third downs uh, on offense. Um you know, taking a look at at the first down play calls and obviously a whole lot goes into this as far as time, score, field position, uh, all those sorts of things, and uh, the looks that you're expecting to get from the defense, et cetera. But, you know, just on the surface, you had, you had 25 first down plays. Um, we, we had 10 passes, 15 runs on those 10 pass plays on first down. We were 7 for 10 for 69 yards. Um, the runs, 15 attempts for 45 yards but um, even that would not be particularly good but you had two that went for 33 yards uh, a 24 yarder by Rajay and then a nine yarder by Holton which I believe was a quarterback draw so the other 13 went for just 12 yards um, essentially one yard to carry slightly less and then seven of those 13 attempts was for no gain or were for no gain or for a, for a loss of a yard or two. So um, that says a lot right there. And uh, we really put ourselves in third and long quite a bit, uh, especially in the second half. But, you know, surprisingly, uh, moving on to the third down numbers, we were seven out of 15 in the game. Um, you know, three of those 15 were third and short, which, you know, third and one to three yards. Four of those were third and four to six. And then eight of the 15 were seven plus. And in the second half, um, this is not including one out of three in overtime, but in the second half, just the third and fourth quarter, we had five out of six third downs converted, and two of those were um, the touchdown passes. So, uh, and, and we also converted uh, third downs of 15, 11, and seven yards. So we, we did well despite um, putting ourselves behind the chains. Yeah, we, we did, the vertical passing game was working last night. I have no idea why we didn't utilize it more. <clears throat> that's what that's my uh matt that was my complaint as you know i was watching the game in my seats last night and i'm going you know it seemed like every time we we're doing the big passes like to winstead and um you know <clears throat> when we were talking about the springtime about how we were worried about the wide receiver room now we've got more weapons than ever it just felt like that we were so committed to the run we're committed to the run we're committed to the run we're committed to the run i'm like Give what the defense gives you. The the wide receivers, the matchups. We had so many mismatches, including with Winstead that and CJ Johnson. There's so many guys, so many. They, weapons. Took, they took CJ out of the game last night pretty well. No, I'm just saying that there's more. What I'm saying is, in the past, that's who we we'd be relying on as a big guy like CJ or maybe Tyler Snead, like we had last year. But we still have a lot of weapons this year. Oh, we, we definitely have the weapons. And, guys, I think when Mike Houston and Donnie got together today, I, I'm guessing 
you know, they were kicking themselves because the word, the word that really comes to mind when I think of last night is, is stubborn, stubborn. We insisted on running the ball into that front. And even though three quarters in, it was going nowhere. It was obvious at that point we had to do something different and we just didn't, we didn't adjust like we needed to. And and I'll tell you guys, I think the main problem right now with our running game is that we haven't put anything on film with Holton keeping the ball on read option. So there's absolutely zero threat for Holton to keep the ball on read option. We haven't shown it this year. Yes, he runs the ball occasionally on quarterback draws, but we have not shown read option keeper with Holton nailers. So if you're a defensive player, if you're a defensive coordinator, guess what? There's no threat of quarterback run. Absolutely no threat. So we're just going to tee off on the running back. Rajay was getting hit a lot of times, one or two yards behind the line of scrimmage. He had nowhere to go. Very predictable and very stubborn play calling last night. Yeah, and you know, I don't, I don't know how bad I, you know, our Keaton's back injury was nothing serious. They tried to go vertical with him some last night in the running game, and it didn't work too well. Um, Raj had some success early running between the tackles, and they adjusted to it. And we just, like you said, Matt, just, just kept at it. And uh, I, I'm with you. It was, uh, I know, coach is all about being tough and being the more physical football team, but uh, sometimes you got to be smart, not worry about being how tough and how physical you are. And, uh, you know, Navy's got a good run defense. They, they had a good run defense statistically coming into this game. That's not why they've been losing football games. It's been their offense. And we we didn't adjust. And, you know, one thing I want to – Ryan Jones is one of the best athletes on the football field, no matter both sides of the ball, the other opponent too. There has not been a game yet where we've gotten the ball in Ryan Jones' hands enough. We've got to get the ball into Ryan's hands more. And, uh, and Calhoun, too. We've got to take advantage of the tight ends. I mean, yeah, Winstead's a hell of a player. CJ's a hell of a player. I think they did a good job taking CJ out of the game. Jalen Johnson's got some talent. But we got to get the ball to the tight end more. And Kyle, do you remember last year when we were feeding, to your point, we were feeding the ball to Ryan Jones. We were getting it to him on jet sweeps towards yeah. the end of the season last year just to get the ball in his hands. And you're 100% right. He's not getting enough touches right now. So that that's something that has to be fixed. Guys, just very quickly, since Kyle, uh, I think Kyle maybe even said this, but as far as Keaton Mitchell, uh, he did go down on that um, first play of um, the first offensive possession of the second half there with about 13 minutes to go in the third quarter. Uh, Went to the tent, uh, then went to the locker room, did come back out and get on the bike um, behind our bench. And I think maybe he did maybe go in for one play. um, But – that, that's the good news that uh, hopefully we'll have Keaton available for South Florida. Yeah, a little bit lower back. So I, I'm, maybe he was having some back spasms. I, I, I don't know. But uh, just, just you know, it, it, I, I don't know how much difference he would have made. Do you think maybe if he was able to, you know, Keaton's one of those guys, you might stop him all night, and then all of a sudden he breaks one long one. So having him in the game, um, might or would have might would have made a difference. Um, I, I have to question. Um, Marlon Gund has has shown the ability when he's yeah. got a chance to get in the game. Uh, maybe he just hadn't learned uh, the blocking schemes, etc., of the offense yet. But while we didn't see him more, while we just put it all on Rajay, uh, when Rajay, you know, from a running standpoint, wasn't having any success. Um, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, that was. 
I was hoping that we would see um, some touches to Marlon Gunn. And my only guess was just because of his youth and with some of the things that, you know, that Coach Houston referenced that they were doing defensively, um, you know, from a pressure standpoint. Yeah. We were seeing Rajay in there because of his experience as well as him being a little bit bigger back for uh, press pass protection purposes. But I uh, really appreciate uh, Richard, Craig, Charles, Johnny, Brandon, Yeah, the, the bubble was rolling off the, the name of people watching here commenting and uh, evidently got kicked off. But uh, th- th- thanks to all those people. Has anybody posted questions that need to be put up? Yeah, he's coming back in. Sorry. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate a lot of folks chiming in tonight on Facebook as well as YouTube. Richard and Charles, Craig, Johnny, Brandon. Uh, we'll get to some of their comments momentarily. But uh, let's start off with this one from Richard Allsbrook because – um, this is something that Matt's already commented on. He said Matt called it. He said Navy ran the ball to lull us to sleep, and then big pass plays hurt us. Um, yeah. Yes, they they did have the sixty-five yarder for the touchdown that made it ten to ten, but uh, a a lot of their pass plays actually came when we had them behind the chains because we had done a, such a good job stopping their traditional stuff that we had them in third, eight, nine, ten situations, or maybe even longer, and that and then. We didn't do a, a particularly good job defensively of knowing where the sticks were and played a little bit too soft and allow some uh, – if they needed eight, you know, they got nine or needed 14 and got 15, that kind of right. thing. Yeah, speaking of that kind of thing, uh, you know, getting get enough yards. There was a couple times where uh, I thought the ball – I thought the spots were horrible, uh, where uh, there, there, was a, there was a fourth down play where they were short and they gave them the first down. There was a third down play where they were short and they gave them the first down. The third down play that you're referencing, Kyle, I believe that that third and 10 was right before the 65-yard touchdown. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, you you, you are right. And I mean, there was some terrible spots. Uh, The officiating last night, and I think think the academies get this. What? Well, we're playing an academy, Dave, and normally I wouldn't bring it up, but I think the academies get um, a lot of – Homer officiating, you know, and I think it's a bunch of crap. Um, I I have a lot of respect for uh, the military, just like anybody else. And I'm going to get into another point here in a minute and just going to segue into that. But call call the game down the middle, you ass clowns. Um, If you want to do something for the military, uh, you know, then support them them after the game. Uh, Don't help them out on on the football field. And uh, there was a lot of calls last night that, we're just any, any any time it was a close call it was going to go in Navy's favor. The targeting call was BS. If you're going to call that call, then you got to call the one on Holton later on in the game. They didn't call that would have uh, that would have been a huge 15 yard penalty there was in two. our favor, huh? There was two of them. They what happened is, and Coach Houston talked about it in the press conference. The bottom line is when you see a quarterback slide, yeah, then you're supposed to not to touch them. That's automatic that they're going to slide. To protect himself, and so what's yeah, and, and not only that, Dave. Not only that. Here's the thing that, that shows it was it was complete and total bull, and that they were were trying to benefit Navy. That's that is the one play where you can review a non-flag. That the 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 the, the replay crew could have could have stopped play and reviewed and reviewed that play without a flag being thrown. So that just double shows how bad it was. 
the fact that Houston was arguing on the sideline and, you know, it still wasn't, you know, it, it didn't matter. He, he didn't have to throw the flag there. That could have been reviewed without the flag being thrown to see if it was targeted. I don't know if people realize that, but it could have been. So, yeah, that's, an, that's another thing. I'm sick and tired of hearing about how there's officials up in the booth. There's people supposedly watching. And I'm going to say this, and I'll get in trouble for saying it. I'm going to say it anyway. I think Mike Oresco needs to resign. He needs to be fired. If he can't get better officials, that's total BS last night when you had, there was two, here's the thing. There's enough parity in our league. Navy uh, coach, I mean, uh, commissioner is not going for the college football playoffs. So this year, um, so there's no reason for you to tell your officials to, um, and maybe he does. I, I don't think he tells them. I just think it's the, the nature of the officials hey, and the respect yeah, they have for the military. Yeah, we had, hey, Matt. And Bubba, we had Atlantic Coast Conference officials that gave us better calls in that state yeah. game than there are than the damn AAC officials from our own damn conference. And I just that was one thing that um, there was a number of things that irked me, but that was one of the things last night when the targeting calls. Some belt officials in the Old Dominion game were better. Yep, they were. You're right. Um, so I just my 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 feeling is that. Um, with the whole Navy situation uh, last night, they, they definitely Kyle yeah. is something because and, it was. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to add to that. What you were saying is there's got to be something there because you don't miss. There were obvious calls they missed that it wasn't like, well, it could have gone either way when when you have the Holton situation. So what? So what is he supposed to do? He's sliding yeah. so he won't get hit and and he he's down and you come and hit him. That's a that's a late. That's a late hit. It's targeting. It's a late hit and it's targeting. Yeah. And and you can, like I said, that can be reviewed for targeting without the flag being thrown. So it should have been. Uh, the, the spot calls, you're not going to win that argument. Right. It's very hard to get a spot call. You know, even if you challenge the spot, you might, but not against Navy. Um, and, 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 and it says another thing to our – two things I'm going to bring up to our administration um, and our marketing department, et cetera. And I brought it up last week. Can we please stop doing a military appreciation day when we play Navy? Can we do it when we play UCF or somebody else? I am I am not suggesting that we don't do military appreciation. I am suggesting that we stop giving Navy a home field advantage when we play them in Greenville. I mean, it, let, let, let's save military appreciation day for when we're not playing the military. To me, at this point, Navy's our biggest rival in the conference, and we need to start treating it as such. Let, let, let there. Look, I respect the Navy, you know, uh, and all that stuff in the military in general. But you know what? It's an effing football game, and it's an effing football team. And and they, well, they do the same they, thing for us. It is no, they don't do a pirate appreciation day. So, okay. right. and nor should they. But they, it, it's a rivalry. It, to, to me, East Carolina Navy is the closest thing we have to a rivalry in this stupid conference. And let's treat it as such going forward, and let's say military appreciation for a uh for a different game and you know respect those guys you know wholeheartedly and you know respect how they're going to serve our country once they're finished with with their time at the academy but let's do military appreciation day another day and another thing uh, to our marketing department i feel so bad for that young man that designed those uniforms oh yeah that were debuted today i know the plan was to release it today sometimes you got to call an audible Coming off that loss, when, when the game against Memphis is not until the 15th, 
just do save it, it until, just save it. No, well, if we beat South Florida lap next week, that's do, what I'm saying. Do it, do, do it next Sunday. If not, do it the week of the Memphis game. Yeah. So I mean, call an audible for that to be released today, and all the negative comments, you know, about who cares about uniforms and. Uh, by, by the way, white helmets did not cost us the football game. The next person that says that should be punched in the mouth. And and then I saw some idiots say why I saw a couple of idiots say white uniforms. White every time we go on the road, we wear white uniforms. You dumbasses. We've won a whole bunch of times. I bet you we win in white uniforms this coming up weekend. <laughs> hey Matt, hey Matt, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Okay, so I know you very well. You're a hell of a competitor. And I bet there was times in the locker room where you looked at a uniform and you say, oh, God, we got to win that today. We're, we're, our ass is going to lose. Did you have that happen? <laughs> not at all. I mean, hey, my big thing was, hey, whatever uniform they give us is not going to really make a difference. Thank you. I mean, I would have killed to, to play in those uniforms those guys had yesterday. I'll tell you that. Because I thought they were great looking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I agree with you guys wholeheartedly. I mean, you know, th this whole – business with the white helmets it is it's so friggin absurd that we have to listen it has nothing to do with the outcome of the game no. uh I, I mean i i guess there are people that are very superstitious about this kind of thing i'm superstitious i'm not but i'm not one of them i i just you know it's yeah have we lost games with them yeah we have but i mean you know, the bottom line is we should have won that game last night, regardless well, Matt, of the game. It used to be purple pants until we beat Carolina wearing all purple in 07, and then nobody's mentioned it since. Well, we can't win in purple pants. We can't win in purple. Oh, we can't win in Birmingham. We can't win in Birmingham. And then we did, and nobody says anything about it again. Yeah. So, hey, pe people were the same way about the all purple when we got beat 30 to nothing by Illinois. And yeah, the, that's what I just said. Yeah, purple I'm pants. I'm sorry. Yeah. I missed, yeah. Sorry, I stepped away for a minute. But, yeah, Matt, obviously uh, – Unfortunately, remembers that game very well. Yeah, it was all purple, and <laughs> then he Carolina in it in 07. <laughs> yeah, so, that's what happened that day. He went to the locker room. He sold all purple. He's like, yeah, no, we're going to lose. Yeah, we're going to lose. And then people people were complaining on the, uh, on the, on the uniforms that the kid designed because the helmets were white. Look, those, those uniforms. Those look badass. Those I'm are sure. slick. I mean, I those are some slick. That, that They're new, but they look retro. The, the script pirate on the side, the – the uh, the flying ECU on the front of the helmet, yeah. the 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 pirates. I mean, those uniform. I would make those our permanent uniforms. Those things are slick. Yeah, he did a tremendous job. You got to give credit. And but to your point, it's a shame that they were released today. I know that was the plan, but it's a shame because it really does take away from the excitement a little bit. Yep. I mean, I was so I'm still so focused on the Navy game from last night. Honestly, I I didn't really give that the attention i normally would have because i was just so annoyed about the game last night but he did a great job you got to give i remember we had him on the show um you got to give him props because he, he he knocked it out of the park yeah great great job couldn't, couldn't have couldn't have done any better i i, I think they're i think they're tremendous I, I, and the white helmet and then the white helmets actually um i was skeptical because i'm going white you know um but i looked at him you know, last week and I'm going and I've seen them. I've obviously seen them before, but I took a, you know, a closer look and I was like, these are really cool. Like we don't, we don't see them all the time. So sometimes, you know, like I've always wanted, like I say, the retro look um, to have a retro uniform, throwback uniform, you know, there you go. Um, throwback uniform. Wow. That's amazing looking. I love it. You know, and, and you know, you, you could have did the helmet in purple. 
Um, but it, it looks slick and white. And and when we beat Memphis in those, nobody will say anything else about wearing a white helmet. So, um, God, I hope we beat Memphis. Please, for the love of God. Just so we don't have to hear anything about a white helmet ever again. Yeah, I want to yeah. beat them like, to like 60 to nothing. So, that oh, my God, those white uniforms and those white helmets are amazing. It's unbelievable. But, um, yeah, guys, I'll tell you, to me, you know, just to just to kind of shift focus back to the Navy game, to me, the real the story of the night, guys, and there's there's so many storylines from this game. Um, but the main story to me is the job that Brian Newberry, the defensive coordinator for Navy, did. Uh, I I am I don't always say these types of things, but I am blown away by the game plan he put together. Incredibly impressive. The guy did a great job. He, the way he was able to disguise, and this is where our problems came in last night. Holton was very confused by the by the multiple looks he was getting. They were doing a great job with pre-snap movement, disguising blitzes. They were moving people around all over the field, trying to create confusion. And it's unfortunately, we, we just didn't adjust to it. And there were adjustments that were there for the taking. There were adjustments that were right there in front of us that we just didn't go to. And we'll touch on those later, what they are. But I got I to gotta say, I was really, really impressed by the job he did. And I think that was the main storyline of the game. He outcoached Donnie Kirkpatrick. I hate to say it, but that's the truth. And that's, yeah, Coach. Go ahead, Bubba. That's saying something um, with every as much football as Holton's played um, to to be able to uh, accomplish that, like you're saying, Matt. I think I think it shows that we have too many tendencies that we need to break, that we don't break tendency enough. And uh, I, I think it also shows the advantage of having two weeks to prepare and you're desperate for a win. I think there was a lot of time spent in the film study room. And uh, I think they these guys, you know, on the deep, they knew they were going to have to win this game with defense because they're not outscoring anybody this year. And they had two weeks to prepare for it. And uh, they did a hell of a job scheming up something that that, uh, that really confused our offense. And um, it, it worked. Credit to, credit to Coach Newberry. Uh, you know, him and Blake Harrell have similar defensive styles. And credit to their defense. Um, you you got to be extremely disciplined on defense to, to execute that defensive game plan. Um, and they were, uh, as, as you would expect the Naval Academy to be, um, uh, they're going to give people fits all year on defense. The defense hasn't been their problem this year. It's been offense and their offense didn't beat us last night. What's so ironic is I said that, you know, if this team holds Navy to 20 to 23 points, um, they deserve a standing ovation at the end of the game and, uh, be damned if they didn't do it, but we lost. So, uh, what are the odds of that? Yeah. And, 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 uh, I think the problem we have, guys, is that our coaches are still in the there for whatever reason they don't realize it's twenty twenty two, and we have a lot compared to what we had in twenty nineteen. If this is twenty nineteen, that game plan is the perfect game plan for last night. We just didn't execute. The problem is it's twenty twenty two, and they didn't. We basically played Navy. We were Navy last night. And we should have been East Carolina and opened up the playbook. Um, you know, the one of the things that this coaching staff that drives me crazy is I am huge. I love Steve Logan. One of the things I love about Logan, 
fake field goals, fake punts, trick plays. Ah, we, we shouldn't have had to do that last night, Dave. I mean, there was no, there's, but there's I, a time, time and a place. For, there's a time and a place for that, but it shouldn't. We shouldn't have to do it against the Navy. Uh, you know, to me, you pull that out when you're playing BYU. Uh, I don't. Uh, last night, we sh- we should have. You know, and, and like Matt was alluding to, you know, based on their defensive game plan, well, we, we should have – do we have any screenplays in our playbook? I mean, No. We, 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 I'm just going to say and jump in, no, we don't. We don't have a single wide receiver screen in the playbook, Kyle. Not one. I mean, I mean and it looks that way, which is crazy because I know Donnie, you know, when, when he was here at Lincoln Riley, he, his offense of – his, his that, Donnie Kirkpatrick's wide receivers – blocked on screenplays better than anybody. Um, so I don't understand that. I don't know how much of this I'm going to put on Donnie with the hard-headedness of wanting to run the football so much. And, look, I love the running game more than anybody. But uh, I think that's what Mike Houston wants to do. And Mike needs to let Donnie, you know, if, if that's – Yeah, and if, if that's coming from Mike. And there's and there's nothing there, – look, there's a time for that. You know, Old Dominion, for example – or Old, Old Dominion. Well, Old Dominion, but – well, I was going to say Campbell. Campbell's a team that you really can't exploit running the ball on. But you, you got to adjust, and uh, you got to have screenplays in your playbook, and you got to practice them. Um, so while we didn't see them last night, and then, you know, what we do know we have is the vertical passing. I don't know. They were playing zone coverage a lot. While we didn't work the middle of the field to the tight ends, more, yeah. It, yeah. It's, another, it's another thing that I just do not understand. I for the, get the ball and Ryan Jones needs to have at least five to six receptions a game. I mean, yeah. it, 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 how many receptions did Jones have last night, Bubba? I'll check and see. Uh, I know he caught that ball in the first play of the game. Yeah, and he had a touchdown yeah. catch. Yeah, he, he uh, had, that's it. No, he had four. He had four for forty-eight. Okay, well, forty-eight yards on four catches is pretty good. Uh, that shows you so far this season, this is he had four against state for twenty two, three for thirty nine, three for ten, and four for forty eight. Okay, I'm going to put that on 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 the coaches and on and on uh, on Ailers both. Um, you, you got to find Ryan Jones. If you don't start finding, look, if I'm Ryan Jones and I'll start getting more touches, I transfer the hell out of here. I don't know how more years of eligibility he has left. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. Well, he ain't going nowhere then. Um. <laughs> he, he he's got NFL talent, and we got it this week. Starting this week, we don't. He, he need he needs to walk into the locker room. He needs to walk into the locker room and, and slap the shit out of Holt Nailers or grab Donnie Kirkpatrick by the windpipe or something. He, he needs to get more touches. Whoever who's ever fault it is, he's not getting more touches. Uh, get look, hey, give get Ryan Jones the ball. Get him the ball good things will happen i promise yeah. you the great thing about him he's got hey matt he's got he seems to have and um, bubba he seems to have really soft hands really good hands so when he catches that ball like it's automatic he's gonna catch it and then not only that but then the yards after the catch charge, charge like, like uh kyle was huh? saying <laughs> i don't know what it was first we had snoring from uh shut up alexa you're ru- <laughs> You're ruining the show. Um, but Matt, the yards after the catch um, is something with Jones that, like like Kyle said, and guys, adding to what you were saying, Kyle, y- y'all were watching on TV last night. Bubba and I were the, at the game. 
it seemed like Bubba, you were on the opposite. You're on the opposite side of me. You're on the south side. I'm I'm sorry, on the north side. I'm on the south side. But it seemed right across from me. It seemed like the middle of the field was open all day long. Was that me, or was that? Am I imagining that? Like in other words, like like what Kyle was saying with the the tight end and like cutting to the middle, and then boom, Ehlers hits him right in the right in the middle. It just seems like that was open all day long. I was screaming. Uh, you know, the only thing I can think of is the pressure. Ehlers wasn't seeing it because they were getting a lot of pressure on him. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I, you got to find a way to get the ball. And look, I, by the way, just just, just for anybody gets their panties in a wad or runs and goes hell, I'm not really suggesting that Ryan Jones slap or choke anyone. Okay, I just want to make that clear. It's just <laughs> it's me being over dramatic. Um, but uh, you got to get the ball in right. And Calhoun's hands too. They're both playmakers, and uh, I, I don't understand why you, you utilize your weapons, man. Utilize your weapons. Yeah. Utilize every weapon you got. You, the tool, you know, people talk about tools in the toolbox. Those are tools in the toolbox, and if you and if you don't utilize them, they're going to get rusty. Take the tools in the toolbox and put them to work. Hey, Bubba, how about the uh, the fact there was tons last night? Another thing. Speaking of the passing game, I want to get your take. Being a quarterback, it seemed like there was a ton of mismatches with uh, the height of our receivers. I mean, I know Johnson's more my height, about six one, but it seems uh, with uh, C.J. Johnson, I know they did a good job, but you have Winstead. There's a lot of weapons there that, man, they. Uh, I felt like they should have passed the ball more, especially those 10, 15, 20-yard passes. We they're on that third and goal with the three-yard line where we had to settle for the field goal, which was yeah. – we, we talk about um, – that's something we have not really addressed that much. Um, in the first half, we had four possessions. The, the other three uh, were uh, four plays – 10 yards and a punt, five plays, 15 yards and a punt, three plays, two yards and a punt, and then we got the ball back with, you know, six seconds or eight seconds left in the half, and you can't really even count that as a possession. So that that possession where we took over at our one-yard line and drove it 96 yards, only had to yeah. settle for three. Um, man, was that, man, was that frustrating. But um, the, that third down call, uh, we were trying to do what you're saying, uh, take advantage – of that matchup with Isaiah Winstead and the fade to the right corner of the end zone. And I went back and watched that today um, and really looking at it, I, I think it's a poor route. I mean, you kind of got kind of started backpedaling or you, you maybe turned the wrong way. And it's almost like he was expecting a back shoulder throw or something. But um, initially I, when I saw it live, I thought Holton had just thrown it flat and he perhaps could have put a little more air under it, but I think the throw was okay. Um, we just uh, the true fade route uh, is kind of a lost art. It's you see so much back shoulder, which is great, and it, it certainly has its place as well. And uh, you see a, a jump ball, but uh, as far as a true fade route, where the the football takes the receiver out to the sideline, you you know you have him have the defensive back on on your hip and then you fade out of the ball about eight, nine yards deep in the end zone. Um, that's something that uh, you don't see as much as you once did. Yeah. Do, do we have any, uh, do we have anything else from listeners that need to be put up? We got all Richard's comments. He said there was comments from others. Uh, yeah. Your buddy James has a comment. Okay. Just one moment. Yeah. Y'all need to complain to the conference about Navy always having a bye week before 
they play you guys and complain to the NCAA about how officials show obvious favoritism to the academies. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I don't really think complaining to the NCAA is going to do much, but I do think uh, the the bye week before uh, before the Naval Academy plays us that can be stopped immediately, um, and that that has been brought up. And I'm assuming Gilbert has taken those concerns to the conference, and uh, that should be stopped um, as of next year. I mean. If they, if they give them a bye week before they play us next year, then I don't know. I might just want to go leave the conference and join the Sun Belt at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 ridiculous. That's happened so many times. But, um, you know, guys, I do think that they officiate Navy differently. They're, they're seeing – and listen, I have the utmost respect for the Naval Academy, but this is football we're talking about now. Um, and I do think they're officiated differently. They're considered to be incredibly disciplined, you know, disciplined, clean cut. There's no way they're going to, you know, commit these penalties and whatnot. There was a massive hold in overtime right before they kicked a field goal and a massive hold on the perimeter that was right in front of the official that he missed. I couldn't believe it. Um, that would have miss it, Matt. He didn't miss it. Yeah. Well, it was it was egregious. It's just unfortunate, but um, I agree. There were just so many missed calls in that game, and I, I don't think they called it you know equally on both sides. Hey, and that's that play that you're referencing, Matt, because that uh, that field goal that allowed Navy to force a, the uh, second overtime. What that it was like a 43 yarder. Was that right? Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it was way back. Yep. Yeah, because I think the line of scrimmage was the twenty-six, and it was spotted down on the the uh, thirty-three. But but yeah, yeah. yeah. Tip, I mean, man, that would have uh, been a absolutely huge penalty to uh, to force a, a field goal. Well, I guess you know, it would have been a third, third, been third down. But still, yeah. if you hold them, depending on what they do on third down. Is putting them in a situation where they're having to attempt a fifty-three yarder, or whatever, fifty-two yarder. Yeah, that's right. It would have probably been a difference in the game. Yeah, no doubt. But um, just just to kind of circle back to to you know what we were talking about before, guys, really quick. I think that you know getting getting back to Newberry for a second, he dictated the entire game. He dictated everything we did offensively, and that really bothered me to see because. With the type of athletes we have, we have superior athletes, superior size to Navy. We should not be letting that happen in year four with a, with a quarterback with this much experience. And my mindset is, hey, if you want to play your corners 10 to 12 yards off every every play, guess what? I'm going to run plays. I'm going to run plays to the perimeter, yep. and I'm going to force your DBs to come up and play press coverage. And then once they do that, you know what I'm going to do next? I'm going to take my shots down the field. I'm going to start throwing fades down the field. We let them dictate everything that we did. We never adjusted to it. It was, it was guys, it was maddening to watch those corners so far off the ball. And we never just flipped it wide outside to a wide receiver for just a simple screen. And it, that really, I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's, you know, Kyle made the point. I was talking to Kyle last night, you know, it's maybe it's just a philosophy. They don't believe in wide receiver screens. That's got to be a Mike Houston thing, but we can't let Navy dictate what we do offensively. We just, we, we should be so far beyond that in year four with right. the weapons we have. 
it's, I, it's, I, it was it was sad to uh, see. Matt, to your point, I think kind of in reverse. I don't think we did let them dictate it. I think we needed to let them dictate it. I think had had, had you, to me <laughs> to me if they're dictating what we do they what we do offensively we 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 adjust to what they're doing and we do exactly what you said. We were stubborn. We 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 we, we just kept doing what we do instead of adjusting. Um, to me, if you see what I'm saying. Uh, we, we kind of the reverse. We didn't let them dictate it. We were hard headed and stubborn and stupid instead of instead of uh, adjusting to what they were doing. Yeah, it, well, we, yeah, we 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 certainly didn't adjust, and uh, we made it way too easy for them guys. I mean, no motion. There's no motion in this offense. There's no jet sweep action. You know, if you're a linebacker, your eyes are pretty much focused in one spot. Um, there's no threat of read option with the quarterback. Um, and listen, I'm not trying to bang on the offense. We've done some good things offensively this year, but it does have deficiencies, and they came up last night in a big way. We've we've got to have some more. We've got to move the pocket. We need to have some motion. Um, where's Hatfield on jet sweep action? Um, there's just too many things, too many deficiencies that showed up last night. We'll try to reverse with Hatfield uh, against uh, ODU or Campbell, one of the two. I think it was Campbell. And uh, it Jet sweep and a reverse. It, yeah, and it didn't go well. Well, the, um, the jet sweep, I went back and watched that play, uh, and we actually – we we blocked the near threats in that one against Campbell, but then you know the safety came from about 12 yards and just – and uh, we had no one for him. Yeah, I, I, I really believe – that because of the talent we have at O-line this year, that Houston thought because of the talent that we were just going to be able to run it down Navy's throats, despite Navy statistically having a good run defense. And they had two weeks to prepare for us, and we didn't run it down anybody's throat. I, I was uh, – but you got to adjust to that. You, at some point, you got to adjust. All right, it ain't working. Screw it. Let, 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 let's, uh, let's throw the ball around. And, uh, and that's, last year, I know we ran for 160 or 65 against them up there, and I know this is this is a new year, and uh, we saw things defensively that we did not see uh, last year uh, when we played them in Annapolis. No. But uh, that's something. Last year we were we started the game extremely efficient offensively, and you know, you know, largely did and did what we wanted to up there last year with with Holton going 27 out of 32 for 405 yards. Yeah, I think, Bubba, and and, and what I've noticed here is a trend since Mike Houston's been here. Um, I think Mike Houston wants to be something that we just can't quite be. Um, we, we're never going to quite have the talent for that. And I, and I think it's repetitive every year. Our offense evolves as the year goes on. It yep. gets more diverse and better. And I think it's the same thing this year. I think early on, all right, we can finally be what we can be, what, what, what we want to be, a physical hard-nosed run-the-ball football team that relies on play action. And I, I think, again, we're going to have to evolve our offense and be more open with it. And, uh, you know, we, we've done he, – he's, he's opened it up every year he's been here as the season's gone on. And I expect that to happen. And it'll, you'll probably see it this week. And I think you're going to have to. Um uh, we, we're going to have to throw the ball more, and we can still run the ball. We'll have some big games running. Um, you know, th- there'll be plenty of opportunities to, I mean, maybe against South Florida. Who, you know, they're, they're not a great football team. But uh, I, I think people who, I've seen a lot of people seem to think 
it's amazing, you know, because we lost the Navy. Now we're going to go six and six or five and seven. I still think we have the ability to easily go eight and four. Oh, uh, yeah. it, it, we open things up. I mean, uh, Cincinnati and BYU, besides that, I think we're as good as anybody else we play on the schedule. Um, it's going to be a lot of close ball games. We're going to have to learn to win close games. And something else we're going to have to do, and um, it hasn't been brought up yet, uh, we're going to have to open up kicking competition. Um, I'm sorry, um, Owen. Uh, you know, yeah, people people have coddled him and and patted him on the back and loved him up. And you know, I love Owen too. He's a, he's a great kid. But you know what? He's he's got he's got a, he's got a job and his job is to make field goals and extra points. And if he's gotten his own head now that he can't make pressure kicks, then you got to open up kick competition. And uh, that's just the way it is. I mean, I don't I don't give a damn. I'm not. It, this is this isn't the hug Owen show. This is uh win football games. So um, dapper, either either you know, either get out of your head, realize that you do have the talent. You know, last year you made a fifty-some yard field goal to beat Navy. You got all the talent in the world, kid. Get out of your head, man. Get out of your head and go out there and make the damn kicks. And uh, if you ain't gonna do it, then then let the other kicker have a chance. Um, because it's a win. It's a win business. It's a win game. And I know Owen can do it. Owen has the potential to be a great kicker. He has been a great kicker. But if he ain't going to get out of his own head, then let somebody else have a chance, and maybe that'll get him to get out of his head. So, Kyle, let's take it a step further for a second, because I because I totally agree with you. And you know, listen, you're not saying anything anything inappropriate. We're not banging on the kid. We, we think he's a great kid. We think he has potential. But right now, it's a problem on the football field, and it's costing us games. I don't. Um, and I'll, tell so, the, I'll tell you what the here's the thing: what do we have behind him? Do we have anyone? I ha- I'll be honest. I have no idea what we have behind them. There's a fresh, yeah. There's one guy that's uh, that's neck and neck with him. Um, well, then so let him have a chance. I think there's a freshman. Bubba would know the name, but is it Lath Margin? Mark, what is it again? Lath Margin from Raleigh. Yeah, he's the one. I think he's a a freshman. If my memory serves he, me right, he's been. This is at least his second year in the program. Like a redshirt freshman, at least, and uh, and then there's, I believe, another one, another kicker on the roster. I'll I'll double check. Well, open up the competition and practice, and let one of the other kids have a chance. And focusing on Daffer, the problem we have right now that nobody's talking about, and maybe I'm um, on an island, but nobody's talking about Larson. Larson, oh, I've heard plenty of people. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay, good. Because I felt like I'm alone. Larson's got to go. He's the one to me that I have. I, no I wouldn't say he's got to go, but I mean, yeah, he's not he, about the competition part. Piece yes, yes. He, I think Daffer's yeah. fine. I think the Larson situation is the one that is well. Really his whole Larson's holds were fine last night. I paid attention. He had laces, you know, facing the proper way. Uh, from a punting standpoint, he ain't blowing nobody away with his punts. That's for sure. Right. Um, open up that too. I mean, uh, you know, I. I Punts are, you know, in practice, you're either the better punter or you're not. I think that's pretty obvious. But I think kicking is not necessarily something you can tell in practice. Um, because a kid may may not, you know, Owen may make every kick in practice, but he's in his head. You, you, you have somebody else come out there who maybe doesn't perform as well in practice, and, and, he, and he might have ice in his veins come game time. Um, so, and I'm not suggesting, look, Sometimes you 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 just need competition. You need somebody else to rotate them. Let Owen kick. Let the other kid kick. 
I mean, at some point, you, you got to open it up. And as far as the punting goes, I I think punting is pretty much – Bubba, you punted, uh, so you can probably answer this. Um, nobody's a better punter at practice than they are under the lights. I mean, that, that that's not really – I mean, that, that should pretty much be the same either way, right? Well, I mean, I'm sure – I mean, you got to do it when the lights are on, but uh, but the guys like thirty. Yeah, years I mean, old. it just—I would say that's something that just uh, no, just varies situation to situation. Yeah, I just—I think there's a—that's another thing that we haven't talked about is there's this trend by every coach in America that this hot—you know—everybody's looking for an advantage. That's fine, but to me, uh, this Australian kick—you know—the kickers and all that stuff. Let's just straight up get a guy from wherever. I don't care where he's from that can kick the ball. I don't care if it's Australia, if it's Aiden, Australia. I really don't care. I just want a guy that can get like 40, 45 yards every time and be consistent. And this guy, I I just – I like him. He's a really nice guy. Um, But he's the one to me right now that if you look back at the state game, if you look just like last night, every time – I don't know. He didn't call us the game last night. I mean, it's, no, no, no. I know that, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying that's an element of our game that. No, you're right. I mean, nobody, nobody is blown away by our punting game at all, and and uh, or, or his ability to be a holder. Last night, I didn't see him screw up any holds, thankfully. No. But it, 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 you know, no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming in practice. My point is, we're kicking and punting is different. I'm assuming my my assumption, and Bubba said it may not be the case. Uh, I can see a kid not looking as good. Owen is clearly the best kicker in practice, but come game time, he's in his head. So you got a kid that maybe doesn't perform as well as Owen in practice that may perform better in a game right now because he he hasn't missed a big kick yet. Um, he might have ice water in his veins. Um, to me, punting should pretty much show up in practice the same as it does on game day. Um, is it, my point. So well, I, I don't well, know. Here's the here's the question I have for you guys. Now, let's just say we go down to South Florida this week and we are let's say we're losing by one point. No. We're we're on the thirty-five yard line with about five seconds left. Oh. All right. Are oh. you comfortable? No. Because now because <laughs> guys, this and, and we have to talk about this because there's gonna come a point in time this season. It could come against Cincinnati. It could come against Houston. He's going to have to kick another game winner. Are you comfortable allowing him to make that kick? Or or, or if you're in a situation where, let's just say, it's fourth and three, fourth and four, are you more comfortable putting the ball in the uh, hands? From the third and five? Uh, that's just a hypothetical. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, like a clutch, think of it more as a clutch situation. Are, are you comfortable? Not not you know, right now. Not right now. You know, I, I – I, I would I would I would hate to uh, I would hate for him to have to be in that situation again right now. Um, though you know maybe on the road he, he says he likes the noise. Um, he, maybe he would uh, do better. I, I, I don't know, but no, I would not be comfortable to answer your question. I hope we're not in that situation against South Florida. Um, but no, I, I would not be. Um, I don't think any of us would be. Let's, and and uh, here's what I, here's what I would say is that. Last year, I know Bubba, we had to go for it, but I, I think uh, another way to uh, fix the problem is simply if it's uh, 
obviously on the other side of the field, you know, um, then you uh, once you get to 40, 45 yards, go for it on fourth down. Um, I'm I, that's what I'm saying. Well, I he does most of the time. Um, I don't think uh, I really don't think he puts Daffer in a position. To, really, if you look back, Daffer's only been in position to kick really one long field goal, and he made it. Um, the other ones have been mid range or short. I mean, so you know his misses this year against NC State and the one last night in overtime. You know, and I really don't put it on him because to me, we shouldn't have been in that situation. Yep. To me, we, we, we should have won it regulation. And when you're in overtime and you have that chance to walk it off, you know, you held the team to a field goal and now you got the ball and you got a chance to walk it off, you got to get in the end zone when you're at home and you got a, a fifth year quarterback. You, know, you, you got to get in the end zone. So uh, he shouldn't even be kicking it, but he has to make it. I mean, he has to make it. And uh, he didn't. And um, like I said, it's time to open up competition. And, uh, See if somebody else can make it. And, I mean, and that's not, you know, like I said, I, Owen's not any different than anybody else. I don't know why all of a sudden we, we have to watch Owen's feelings so much versus anybody else on the football team. Um, if, uh, you know, nobody, you know, if, if Keaton Mitchell is putting up more yards than Rajay Harris, nobody's saying, oh, but what about Rajay? We got we to gotta make sure Rajay gets carries or his feelings are going to get hurt. I mean, look, I, I I think Owen has all the potential in the world, and he's shown it. Uh, he's got to get out of his head. He is in his head right now. He is in his head bigger than crap, and um, I don't I don't well, know how he gets out. Even of more, I think uh, I think if you do the competition, you you pretty much are wiping him out. I disagree. If you're a competitor, if you're a competitor, then you you step up to the challenge. I think he, I think yeah, at that point you said you lost all confidence in him. I, well, then then when my confidence back? I, I don't give a damn if you got confidence in me. I believe in myself. If you don't have confidence in me, screw you. I'm gonna prove you wrong. And if he ain't got that in him, then he don't need to be on the football field. I don't know that. That's my thing. I mean, he's had death threats. He's had a whole bunch of stuff that is. Well, totally that's broken. uncalled for. Death threats is uncalled for. That look, if if you're making a death threat to a kicker because he missed the field goal, you need to reevaluate your life. You, you're, you're, you're a piece of shit is what you are. And whoever, whoever made that death threat though, and you're a piece of shit. And I hope you're watching this, listening to this, you are a POS, but open up, opening up competition. Um, no, I, I disagree with you. If I don't know about Matt, Matt and Bubba both played, you know, at high levels. Uh, what, how would y'all react to that? Matt, you, you know, if, if you know, how, how did you react to competition? Did, did, did it motivate you or did you want to go crawl and hide? Well, <laughs> I mean, listen, I fought for my life every day when I was in that program. So uh, competition for me always made me want to fight harder. Um, you know, obviously totally different positions. I mean, you know, guys, I spent my first two years as, as Morris Foreman's private primary backup. Yeah. So I had to fight for my life every day in practice just to get snaps. Um, you know, he was such a great player, but you know, it, it better bring out the, 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 you know, the passionate side of you it better bring out the competitive side. And, um, you know, I, I, I have no problem with opening up the competition. I, I'll just say this. Um, if we are in that situation again, where we're playing for a field goal, set it up in the middle of the field. Let's not put them on the hash. Ooh, good point. Run a play to the middle of the field for the love of God and, uh, and try to give him a chance where he can kick it from the middle because 
you know, the two misses have come from, if I'm not mistaken, the right hash. Yep. Um, uh, and, and that has not worked out so well. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be. By the way, there's another topic I want to bring up because I look at the time and we're uh, close to an hour. But I reached out to uh, my former boss, Raleigh, who is a meteorologist. And he yeah, wrote, I can I can handle this for you. Yeah, that, um, that missed last night. Uh, that was from the left hash. Okay. Yes, it was. Um, I, I can handle this for you, Dave. Uh, uh, meteorologist Kyle Barber uh, at your service. Uh, hurricane looks like it's probably going to hit the Tampa area midweek um the problem is if it moves as slow as they say it's going to there could be severe storm surge and flooding in the tampa st peter area 100 mile an hour winds yeah uh, but the storm surge and the flooding may be the bigger issue for it far as the game being played on saturday then you got to look at you know if it slows down uh if it hits thursday instead of wednesday if it ends up slowing down like it might and it hits thursday it'll be in north florida friday when we're traveling uh, we'll have to travel around it if we're able to get to Tampa. I would hope that there is some conversations being held between Gilbert and their AD right now um, and some plans being made. If if I'm USF, I'm moving all my football operations right now to Birmingham or somewhere like that Yep. Um, and and getting ready to play the game. If you can and practice this week in Birmingham, I'm just I'm, – I'm mentioning Birmingham because I know people have utilized it in the past. Lane did. Uh, Tulane did, and, and and they have two stadiums there. Even if UAB has a home game, Legion Field is still there. Um, so, no. It, no. It, well, no, it's still there. Um, <laughs> no, it's there. I just said no. But uh, so I would, uh, I'd they're, move operations. Away, by the way, they're at Rice. You Say again? Rice. We can okay, play. well, great, great. But I, I'd move operations to Birmingham um, or somewhere. That's just where I would, you know, that's the city that I'm thinking of. And uh, I practice there this week, and I make preparations to play the game in Birmingham um, or Memphis or wherever uh, if I can't make it back to Tampa to play the game. Um, that's how I handle it if I'm South Florida's AD. Uh, then, then you don't have to worry about East Carolina traveling to Tampa, and your team can practice without being impended by the storm. We do not have a, we do not have a common bye week. So the only way this game would be made up would be if neither team is playing for the conference championship um, at the end of De- at the beginning of December. So um, this game needs to be played this weekend, and um, the storm will be coming gone under the Tampa area by then. But the question is, will Raymond James be able to host a football game Saturday? What's the flooding situation going to be like? What's the power situation going to be like? Uh, preparation for USF. And you can always make plans to play that game in Birmingham, practice in Birmingham if you're South Florida. And then if things go well, you can always move it back down to Tampa for, for Saturdays. So that's how I would handle it. Yeah, let's uh, – you got a comment, Bubba? Yeah, before we take a look at what happened around the American yesterday, um, besides what transpired in Greenville, um, you know, something that we really haven't touched on much when we, we talked about the end of the game scenarios and you know, something that we had done a good job of, you know, since those first interceptions of the season in the, in the first half against NC state, we had taken care of the football. Um, that fumble that we, that, that fumble that, uh, that we lost uh, yesterday that gave Navy the go ahead score there yeah. to go up 17, 10, you know, 
Yeah. We, we obviously had thrown, thrown the pick as well that cost us a chance to, to kick a game-winning field goal in regulation. So those two were absolutely huge. Uh, I know I'm stating the obvious there, but um, that, that's something that we had done a good job of that uh, bit us because we had all the momentum there. and We were up 10-3. to three. They converted that third and 10, then had the 65-yard touchdown. And then our, on our first play from scrimmage after that, we fumbled. And then a few plays later, they go up 17-10. to 10. So in like five minutes of game time, it went from 10-3 to 3 to 17-10 Navy. Yeah, honestly, I thought we had lost the game at that point. So I credit us for coming back and having a chance to win it. But, uh, yeah, that, that fumble was huge. Uh, good good call, uh, good call, Bubba, that, that game. That, it's a shame, you know. He he hadn't had a fumble all year, and and he didn't, he didn't fumble all last season. That was Rajay's first first yeah. fumble since twenty twenty. So it's just one of those things. Sometimes it's going to happen. Rajay and Keaton do a unbelievable job uh, taking care of the football. Yeah, I wouldn't bring it up. Don't I, I wouldn't even make it an issue because no, you you don't want him to get in his head. Uh, that's one fumble. Uh, don't worry about it. Move on. Um, well, if it becomes part of a that trend. Guy- the, the predictive, not to cut you off, Kyle, just to comment really quick. The predictability factor really yep. caused that play to get blown up completely. And he got the ball. So, just another, again, I'll let you get back to your point, but just another example of how we were so predictable. Newberry knew that play was coming before we even called it, it seemed like. Um, so, that, that, that had a big effect on it. That's yeah. a good point, Matt. Yeah, that's a great point that, that, uh, that's the reason the play was blown up. And, Still, you got to yeah. hold them to the football. But then, I, I, if I'm the coaching staff, I do not make a big deal out of that. Just, just let it go. Yeah, two match points as far as uh, you know. In the fourth quarter, we had six first down plays, and you know, four of those were on uh, Rajay, and 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 three of them were for for no gain. You got to break tendency. You, but, you, you're not breaking tendency at all. But uh, moving on from that, we don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, what's done is done, and I, I'm sure we'll make corrections and do what we need to do uh, for the South Florida game. But taking a look around the American guys very quickly, um, TCU, you had the, the battle for the iron skillet taking place out in Dallas. And TCU and Sonny Dykes and defeated um, Coach Dykes' former team, you know, Rhett Lashley and the Mustangs, 42-34. to uh, then you had Louisville. Um, they were all over South Florida, forty-one to three at Louisville. Temple defeated UMass, twenty-eight to nothing. Cincinnati beat Indiana, forty-five twenty-four. Memphis uh, won at the Liberty Bowl against North Texas, a future AAC member, forty-four to thirty-four. UCF defeated Georgia Tech. It's only a matter of time before Jeff Collins' era there in Atlanta will come to an end. I read today. It's over. Yeah. Okay. So I, I knew Johnny Gardner had te- texted me saying that uh, don't be surprised if it happens today. Um, Tulsa went to Oxford, um, gave Ole Miss and uh, Lane Kiffin's Rebels a, a battle, but uh, fell 35-27 to number 16 Ole Miss. Um, Rice and Houston, um, that was quite a game, but Dana Holgerson and the Cougars um, were able to Pull that one out, thirty-four to twenty-seven. And how about Southern Miss going to New Orleans and taking down three and O to Lane, twenty-seven to twenty-four? A huge win for Will Hall and the Golden Eagles. Yeah, you know, I thought to James earlier, my who posted earlier, he's a big Golden Eagle. 
and uh, talked to him last night and congratulated him on the win. He was like, acting like it wasn't that big of a deal. And said, you know, I didn't think, I thought Tulane was over. I was like, dude, it's a huge win. They can't, I didn't think Kansas State's that good. And then about 15 minutes later, Kansas State beats Oklahoma. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was like, okay, James, you think it's a big win now? But, uh, yeah, it was a huge win for Southern Miss. Their, their biggest win in years uh, since 2019 against UAB, I believe, when uh, UAB won the conference that year, uh, Conference USA. So, uh, Golden Eagles 2-2 two and two on the year could easily be 3-1. and one. They should have beat Liberty. Um, so hey, now he's talking about bringing home the bell. Bringing home, that's right. You brought, brought home the uh, the victory bell. So, it uh, could easily be 3-1. and one. They're 2-2. Two and two. And uh, Southern Miss football is on the way back up. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, we may see them in a bowl game at some point. And then Johnny Robertson chimes in regarding that Tulsa Ole Miss game. And that the Tulsa failed thirty-five to twenty-seven, saying that Tulsa was up fourteen to seven before Davis Brand was injured, and he has twelve touchdowns and one pick, and wow. has, has thrown for over thirteen hundred yards. So, uh, ho- hopefully, that young man will be okay and able to bounce back for the Golden Hurricane. How about uh, Conference USA? The remaining schools in Conference USA, uh, they they uh, they did themselves some favors this weekend for what will be Conference USA three point oh. 4.0, whatever version of Conference USA is going to be. Middle Tennessee with a dominant performance over the Miami Hurricanes and UTEP with a dominant performance over Boise State. That the Conference USA desperately needed some positive press uh, for, for the schools that are remaining in that league. And uh, so good, good for uh, CUSA version 80 uh, for uh, <laughs> Middle and, uh, and uh, UTEP to get those wins. Yeah, and I have a have a quote, have a quote from Middle Tennessee's Rick Stockstill uh, about that forty-five to thirty-one win uh, down uh, in Miami. He said, "It's always fun to do stuff no one thinks you can do. Coming down here, twenty-six point dogs and kicking their butt like we did because it was a butt kicking. Uh, there was no fluke to this. We were the tougher team here tonight." Yeah, and Matt, I don't know what you're about to say, so go ahead, Matt, and say what you're going to say. And I got some a point I want to make. I mean, I just, guys, I mean, that is an incredible upset. <clears throat> I, there's nobody out there that, that could have predicted that was going to happen. And Either one it, of those. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely unbelievable. That, that, was, a, that was a total shocker, um, to say the least. So if you're Miami right now, I mean, that coach, he's got to be under some serious fire. Crystal ball, I mean, he, you know, that's just not a good start for him. And then one thing about the Boise uh, loss. I don't know if you guys saw they they fired their offensive coordinator. Um, I don't mind the, the day after the game. I mean, that's you talk about um, you know an administration not being happy with that loss to UTEP. Yeah, I think the head coach will be fired at the end of the year. But I, um, uh, by the way, speaking of middle and uh, to just to make this point, how good is James Madison? Their first year of FBS. Middle has not. You know, Middle's played well ever since James Madison blew them out. And then yesterday, JMU goes to Boone and comes back and beats Zap like they, yeah, I, yeah. down JMU twenty, down twenty-eight to three in the second half, and then come back and win thirty-two twenty-eight. Is JMU still undefeated? I mean, could they go undefeated their first year of FBA? Yeah, I, I don't think they're, I don't think they're eligible for the Sun Belt Championship or bowl game. That's that is the stupidest rule and very bad rule. If yeah, you can lo- move up that from FCS to FBS. And win a conference and go undefeated in your first year and make a bowl game. Why couldn't you be allowed? It's not like you're moving down; you're moving up. 
Why shouldn't you be allowed to participate in the postseason? It's idiotic. Hey, and to provide a little more color as far as what you were saying about JMU having defeated that same Middle Tennessee team that went to Miami and won 45-31 over the Canes um, in in JMU's first FBS game um, with that win, 44-7 over Middle Tennessee, and they outgained the Blue Raiders in that game 548-125. to yeah, and Middles played pretty well ever since that game. They, I know they had a win over Colorado State. I know they beat Miami. I don't know what their other game was. And they may be three and one. It worse, they're two and two. Uh, and you know, so JMU is 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 kicking ass and taking names. And James chimes in saying that the JMU hosts Marshall for homecoming and in Coastal, the final game of the year. So quite the home schedule for the Dukes. Yeah, and again, um, they need to petition the NCAA now to allow them to play in a bowl game. I mean, it is that is that rule needs to be changed. That's a dumb rule. Very dumb. Just rule. think of the logic behind that. You're moving up. You're moving up. Right. So if you're able to do that in your first year, hell, give them two bowls. <laughs> That's what that was my point. Is that most of the time you would not uh, expect a team to be good when they move up and the fact like app state, what was that Bubba 2013, 2014 when app moved up and they couldn't play in a bowl. It was so ridiculous. Uh, their first year they moved up. They weren't very good. Um, they were bowl eligible. Were they their bowl eligible their first yeah, year? They I, they for some reason, I didn't think they were bowl eligible their first year. Maybe they were, they, but they couldn't play. So that's stupid. That's where, I really – not that I'm an App State fan, but I, I felt bad for them because I felt like they should be able to – Well, it doesn't make sense. I mean, if you're moving down from FBS to FCS, yeah. I can see the rule not to make the playoffs, but the other way around, it doesn't make any sense. No doubt. Yeah, yeah. It, it was 14 that they moved up, and in, in 2014, they were 7-5. and five. Okay. Hey, did you guys see the Stephen? I, I think you're thinking, Kyle. You're thinking. I think it was maybe that 2012 team that we beat. They were. It was one of those years, like 2012 or 2013, that they were four and eight. Oh, it was 2012. Um, the did you guys see the Stephen F. Austin score? Oh yeah, 98 to nothing. Yeah, uh, somebody had the genius idea Wagner. to play a to play a barely NAI school against a pretty good FCS program. And uh, they went. They won ninety-eight to nothing. And uh, they kneeled instead of doing the two-point conversion. Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Well, they could have just kicked the extra point. But the, anyway, they, they just took a knee. Um, I, I don't. I that was. Yeah, I. I don't. I guess that NAI school needed the payday. But good God Almighty, that's bad. Uh, I don't. I don't know. How, do you, how do you recover from that? If you're that school, I mean, how do you get your mentally ready for the next week? You just take the paycheck and move on, I guess. A few notes from around the nation, you know, or region in this case, um, taking a look in the ACC, what a game that was in Winston-Salem. Uh, I was following that one on my way to Greenville. Uh, number five, Clemson defeating number 21, Wake Forest, 51-45 to 45 in overtime. And that was a uh, that was back and forth throughout um, with deep ball after deep ball and just uh, – a ton of offensive fireworks. And then they got conservative in overtime for some reason. Yeah. Started running it more. And then 
That sounds familiar. The, the commentators are talking about that as well. Um, yeah, Notre Dame, you, you knew sooner or later uh, North Carolina's defensive issues would catch up to them. Um, Notre Dame was victorious in Chapel Hill, 45-32. to 32. And then um, Florida State, I know Boston College isn't very good, but um, Florida State handled their business 44-14 um, four, to 14 over BC in Tallahassee. And uh, we'll see in the month of October exactly how for real the Florida State Seminoles are under Mike Norvell. Uh, they're 4-0. And uh, listen to their schedule in October. Um, the first three weeks of October, Wake Forest comes to Tallahassee at NC State. And then they have Clemson coming to Tallahassee. So Woo. we'll find out uh, whether whether the Seminoles are uh, for real or not. Not necessarily winning those games, but how they compete and all, all those. Yeah, I, it's a good question. I, you know, are they going to be a uh, – you know, I think they're pretty good regardless, but are they 8-4 and four good or are they good enough to win the ACC title? Yeah, I mean, I, the question remains to be seen. We'll see. Uh, Norvell is definitely good. And uh, Ron James, good old James, says Marshall's lost two since beating Notre Dame. Yeah, they, the, the the Bowling Green game was when they lost in overtime. Uh, they had a big lead in that game and blew it. Bowling Green came back and beat them. And then uh, I guess they lost to Troy this week. Um, and uh, so Troy's a pretty good team. Uh, yeah, pretty impressive by Troy after losing on that Hail Mary at App State to, to bounce back and with a – with a quality win like that over Marshall, and especially holding them to seven points. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. That that coach at Marshall, um, I, I think he, I think he's good in big. I think he's, I, I, he, uh, I, I think he can get his team motivated for big games. I don't think he's a very good coach overall. Uh, they're gonna get tired of that crap. Uh, winning, winning a huge game, then losing several in a row. Um, it's uh. I, I don't know. Uh, that's an interesting situation in, in, in Huntington. And uh, I think you look around, you know, it ain't just East Carolina. You, you, you look, we're two and two. App's two and two. Marshall is, is uh, two and two now. So it, it ain't just the Pirates. That, uh, it, there's a lot of parity. And I, I don't think the Navy game had so much to do with parity, but there's a lot of parity in college football this year. No doubt about it. It's going to be interesting to see. Do you guys have anything before we go? I know we're running a little long tonight Nah, just I, I would i would pay attention tomorrow and tuesday uh i i, I wouldn't be surprised to see an announcement on that south florida game um with usf moving operations out of tampa for this week and perhaps having an alternate location if need be for that game i agree with you 1000 percent, kyle in fact uh we've been through it so many times in eastern north carolina it's not the wind damage it's the flooding like you talked about um, that's going to be probably yeah, some storm some surge in their case. Not necessarily just flooding rains. There, there could be some storm surges. It's... The only thing I have uh, left, Dave, is Kyle referenced that upset. K-State going to Norman, winning 41-34. to 34. Uh, How about the other upset? It's a very mild upset. This one uh, I, I mentioned last week, uh, Texas Tech 37, Texas 34. Uh, taking down number 22, Texas. Um, they're in Lubbock, and I, I sent it to y'all earlier today. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but what Joey McGuire, uh, new head coach for the Red Raiders, said in the um, in the locker room following the game, that, that was awesome. 
Uh, unfortunately, the only bad thing about that one is the resume builder for NC State. Uh, but you know what? State's going to have to handle their business for it to matter. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be – I'll tell you one thing. Um, go out there and play a great game and uh, open up the playbook. And that's my thing. And we'll um, – we have to forget about Navy, and like you got Kyle, you made one of the points I was going to make tonight, and that is we say it for the last three, four years, uh, the Houston era, to open up the playbook, and there's always one game. And maybe that'll be to, um, on Saturday night at seven o'clock, and we'll see if it's going to be like we said in Tampa. If not, we'll find out where it'll be. And uh, by the way, Bubba, before we go, we want to mention all our great programming we have on here on TSO. In fact, uh, Monday night's Absolute Empowerment with Coach Jeff Connors uh, doing a great show. Tuesday, we'll obviously be previewing the very game we've been talking about, the South Florida game. We'll uh, have more information. Uh, we'll see if uh, I know Richard different people have said tonight making comments moving to Greenville. I don't think they'll do that. Uh, that's not going to happen. Uh, that would be five straight home games for us. <laughs> um, Wednesday, Pirate Breakdown, of course, with Sutton Young, Sonny, and Semenza. We have the Inside Slant on Thursday, a look at college football. And, of course, Friday is a Pirate's Life for me. Saturday, Sounds for the Stadium. And then on Sunday, what you're watching right now, Pirate Football Playback brought to you by LNK Custom Homes. And we want to thank Kevin. Again, Kevin Walker. Good old KK. Uh, we appreciate him very much for his support of the program. And, of course, uh, we have Porky's Backyard Barbecue. Um, want to thank them and PGX Gloves. And, by the way, Kyle, um, tell everybody what's so great about PGXGloves.com. Well, PGXGloves.com, you can you can get custom gloves for your children for whatever sport they play, baseball, softball, football, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and maybe you're a golfer and you want your own custom gloves. And if you put in promo code ECU, you save yourself 25% at checkout. So put that promo code in, save yourself some money. All right. Appreciate the support of the program. Appreciate all our viewers, listeners. You guys are the ladies are the best. Appreciate it so much. All right. For Kyle, Matt, Bubba, I'm Dave Richmond. And as always, good night, everybody. And go Pirates. You've been watching the Pirate Football Playback on the Sports Objective. Join us next Sunday night on our YouTube channel and Facebook Live as we talk East Carolina football. Follow us on social media at the Sports OBJ on Twitter and TikTok, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Please like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. As always, we appreciate you listening to the show. Go Pirates!